Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the top 10, the top value videos right now, the top value picks for week 13. Happy to have you here to the ladies, to the fellas, to the gentlemen, to all you people out there right now. Let's slide into it. Week 13. Hey, hey, get the backpack on, right? Get it on. Get your tools, right? Get your tools in the backpack. Throw them in there. Zip that bad boy up and you're ready. You're ready for war in the DFS in the bed and streets, and you're ready to rock. You're ready to roll into week 13. There you go. Your mindset's flipped on. Your energy's rolling. Your shoulders are leaning. Your shoes are off. Your feet are up. Let's do this. Let's get into it, and we're going to start this week the running back position. Five of the best value plays as of this recording. Now, there's a disclaimer to put on this right away. Obviously, injury news, as I record this, and this comes out on Wednesday morning, is going to be injury news that we don't yet have from practice reports. So maybe Daryl Henderson doesn't play this week, and then Sonny Michelle will probably jump up based on his price tag into this top five range. But until we have the news, that's just to let you know, disclaimer alert, before we have that news, we're going to rock and roll with these five plays. I'm going to start with number five at the running back position. And number five is a man who is, in my opinion, probably the pickup of the entire year this season. The man that came out the gates week one and ended up seeing double digit opportunities. He's been right now borderline as it is top five in opportunity share in the NFL right now, ranking six with a 70, 76% opportunity share. He's played 60% or more than snaps in every single week where he has been out there and healthy. San Francisco 49ers running back. San Francisco 49ers that ranked number two. Deuce, right? Deuce, deuce, right? Number two in running plays per game that helps Elijah Mitchell. At $6,000, Elijah Mitchell has had 27 carries in back-to-back games. And not only that, the bigger thing that is interesting here with Elijah Mitchell is you see the receiving game happening now. Now you might be saying, oh, but sound two weeks ago, we had no targets. Yeah, but they were up big on the Rams. You're not going to start throwing the ball to your running back when you're just going to give him the ball 27 times on the ground. Am I right? And in that game as well, Debo Samuel seeing like eight carries. Debo Samuel's had a rushing touchdown in three straight weeks now and actually four in three games. And now he is not going to be out there for a week or two. So even more of a bonus for Elijah Mitchell back there, Elijah Mitchell, who has five or more targets in two of the last three games when they haven't been blowing out the opponent. And you get a nice total here. You get a nice spot for Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, I have for 16.8 fantasy points at five or at a $6,000 price tag on DraftKings. He has a 24 and a half team total, which is nice for San Francisco as four point favorites. And this San Francisco team over the last month, a month and a half, they're hitting their stride. They're finding their way with that outside zone running scheme, right? It's looking good. Now, hopefully Debo doesn't crater their offense, but perfect time for Ayuk to get going. Even more opportunity now on the bone for Kittle. Juwan Jennings, you'd like to see him get involved. Last week, he's now going to operate as a wide receiver too. An obvious drop down from Debo Samuel. So give me the Elijah Mitchell opportunities that we're seeing and the added confidence in his receiving game role. Now, 19.8 opportunities per game is a lovely time for him. I will say that it's kind of 5A, 5B for me with Daryl Henderson. They grade out as the same value rating of course, track Daryl Henderson's status. By the time you're watching this, maybe he's unlikely to play or it's not looking great as he suffered, I believe, a groin injury versus the Packers on Sunday in week 12. So Elijah Mitchell, a 5A, 5B with Daryl Henderson as we slide now into a cheaper player who's still in the 5K range after being a cheap player the last two times we've seen him on the slate. That's David Montgomery, who you just saw in prime time Thanksgiving, right? You get in the cooking going on. Maybe your family that eats real early, depending on which coast you're on, the left coast, the right coast, the middle of the plot of land we call the United States. Now, maybe you're there, and depending on what time you're watching this game, you might be eating down on them turkeys, eating down on them jam, them mashed potatoes, and you're saying, damn you, David Montgomery, the highest owned fucking player on this showdown slate or on this, yeah, probably showdown slate, and also this main slate on Thanksgiving, and you go out there and you, how dare you score 10.4 fantasy points? And I hope everybody thinks that, because then he's going to be 
low owned and potentially a leverage play this week we shall see and if david montgomery who i have projected for 17 fantasy points and by the way going back to elijah mitchell really quickly a positive 32 percent run blocking advantage against seattle's decent run defense it's been good right it's been good overall jamal adams coming down into the box maybe one of the worst you're gonna find uh, two first round picks for that guy right in terms of what their team actually needed so good spot for elijah mitchell also a good spot for david montgomery now in terms of being a seven and a half point underdog not great but maybe we get some of that pass catching work like you saw last week when he saw five targets in that game but it's a good matchup in terms of right now he's going to go up against an arizona run defense that ranks second worst second worst graded run defense according to the pro football focus a positive 54 percent the higher the number the better here a positive 54 percent run blocking advantage for the bears and david montgomery ranks top five for week 13 we like that we like that montgomery even though in that game like he didn't get you there 10.4 fantasy points in a floor game i mean you ended up still seeing high opportunities this man is still seeing a 77 percent opportunity share which right now right now as i have written down right here number five in the nfl with over 18 opportunities per game over three red zone touches per game and he's number two amongst all running backs and snaps so his role is so secure right the rookie khalil herbert's look good goes right back to being on the bench damian williams if he's ever going to return i don't think he's actually going to be a factor here david montgomery's role looks good for the price tag it comes down to the ownership if he's middling to lower owned that's when it's really easy especially in one lineup builds to just pivot to him as a leverage play now we start getting into these top three plays that will likely pick up ownership because they're top three plays and it really comes down to your total lineup ownership you have to keep that in mind at this point number three right now is alexander madison at seventy six hundred dollars he is a value he is a point per dollar by the definition of this value bang for your buck i have him currently as it stands for 23.1 fantasy points that is number two only behind jonathan taylor who is over a thousand dollars more in price than him and i have jonathan taylor for about a point more he has a lovely 27 team total one of the highest you'll see on the week that's one of the few times the vikings will be one of the highest on the week as a seven point favorite oh yeah because they're versing the detroit lions their terrible number 30 overall defense their dead last ranked tackling unit now gonna have to try and tackle a six foot 225 pound alexander madison who oh yeah has looked really good in general filling in the last three or four times for dalvin cook including this year twice now those two times this year he was a lot cheaper in the price tag than he currently is but he's dominated those two starts i mean week three 67 of the snaps 34 opportunities including eight targets he goes for over 26 fantasy points dalvin cook comes back is limited they say hey, we're gonna hold you out another week and then in week five you get to start again 29.3 fantasy points on 32 opportunities and seven targets i mean it's the exact alexander madison show we know that kirk can get it done he's played really well this year he can get it done to jefferson to Thielen coming off the two touchdown game sometimes to conklin and osborne but this team wants to run the ball that's how they're built and alexander madison is a really good not maybe not one for one replacement but i mean based on his performances this year oh definitely a one for one replacement this year alone to dalvin cook so madison looks good and i do expect madison to be like a top three top four on running back this week so it is so vital especially if you're playing in single entry smaller fields where you're going to find your best contest it is so vital if you want to play alexander madison this week who's like the cover boy of the first look video because he looks like such a great play the only two performances this year he's paid off for people everybody has positive expectations for alexander madison the matchup cannot get any better for him this game environment looks juicy if you want to play him that is fine just make sure that in that lineup depending on how many people are in your contest if you're playing in a 200 person contest get different in one to two spots a 2000 person contest you have to get different at least at least in three spots maybe even four right just get unique with your stack whatever it might be and go from there so now let's get into the top two values and if you're curious where i'm getting these projections potential ownership numbers that come out in videos later in the week it's my own tools that i have on patreon it's industry low prices you can check them out there's not only uh, uh, projections and ownership and rankings there's an optimizer there's a discord with a thousand plus members thriving and having a lovely time up in 
there. And that's just the beginning of the tools that you get, especially when you're talking about other sports, NBA, similar tools, PGA, MMA, and so on. So come on into the community. We love you. It's December 1st when you're watching this. There's no better time than the beginning of the month, the last month of the year, to come on into the family. We'll say, hey, welcome home. Welcome home. The top two running back value plays now. Again, these guys likely to pick up some ownership, but there is easy pivot options in their range. So the second guy here, number two, is going to be James Conner, $6,000 James Conner. We talked about him in the first look video. If you haven't seen those clips or that video, check them out on the channel. But 18.4 fantasy point projection, a 26.5 point team total, and a touchdown seven point favorite. All those things look great. We're not expecting Chase Evans to play this week. You've had two starts for James Conner without Chase Evans. Really three games because Edmonds got hurt early three weeks ago or a month ago now because they're coming off the bye. And James Conner has looked good every single time. We continued the trend of running backs in great spots, right? Alexander Madison versus the dead last ring tackling unit of Detroit and their terrible defense. And oh yeah, now you get James Conner with a nice team total, nearly four touchdowns projected with a nice uh, overall spread of being a seven point favorite, more rushing opportunities potentially for him on average. And now he gets the bottom five ranked number 28 overall in the NFL, according to pro football focus run defense of the Chicago Bears who due to injuries like the Bears, you think, oh no, they're a good defensive line. No, due to injuries, this defensive line has looked pretty damn terrible. So a positive 40% advantage for James Conner, which ranks top 10 and borderline top five on the week. And he's been strong with no Chase Evans in there as this full workhorse back. In the last two games that he has started, 41 of the 55 opportunities is a 74% opportunity share, which would rank about top five in the NFL right now. In week nine, the game where Edmonds leaves early being hurt, he sees 26 touches. He drops those so many touchdowns, 40 fantasy points. In week 10, where they're getting blown out because Colt McCoy goes Colt McCoy, gets 14 opportunities, still 15 and a half fantasy points in a complete blowout. You'll take that, especially even at $6,000. That's not a terrible score. And then week 11 gets back on the horse. He sees 84% of the snaps, a season high for him. He sees 27 opportunities and six targets. And the man goes out there on 79% of the opportunities and scores 21 fantasy points. We like him. And now there's an opportunity for Kyler Murray off the bye to potentially come back, which is only going to fuel the upside for longer drives, which means more touches. Red zone opportunities, which means more chances for the, the tutty downs. The tutty downs, baby. James Conner, number two running back value. Now, the number one running back value is assuming, based on the news we've gotten out of Detroit, that it is he does not see. The head coach out there does not see DeAndre Swift playing this week, which means that Jamal Williams, former Green Bay Packers, and next man up in line against a former Packer division foe and also the Lions division foe right now, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, a 20 implied team total isn't great, of course, and you're going to get a good matchup, though. Minnesota 25th versus the run, getting a little bit healthier, so a little better. Better, but a positive 53% run blocking advantage. It's actually a top 10 matchup for Jamal Williams this week. Jamal Williams, who is just $5,400, who I have for an 18 and a half point projection, is my number one value play of the week, assuming DeAndre Swift misses. Now, Jamal Williams is not just a backup, and a lot of you know that he's this pretty solid running back that we got to actually witness often for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you saw him in two starts in 2020 when Aaron Jones ended up missing. Week 70 sees a full-time roll of 89% of the snaps. And I get it, it's a different team, but it's just showing you what he is made of, and I assume Detroit is going to give a somewhat similar role. Maybe not 89 to 90% of the snaps, but just a full workhorse role. So last year, week seven, he sees 89% of the snaps, 23 touches. He scores 21 fantasy points, sees five targets. And then in week eight, back-to-back weeks, now 90% of the snaps, 22 touches. He sees 18 points on six targets. I mean, he just has this role. He's a very secure pass catcher. A few years back, he ranked top three, third overall in pass catching running backs in the entire NFL. In the receiving game, he is a very solid pass protector, which will keep him on the field more than a rookie Jamar Jefferson. If Jefferson is even to come back and play, more so than 
Jonathan Godwin Owignu. I can't even say the last name right now. It's, it's escaping me, but it's somewhere along those lines. The veteran Jamal Williams is going to be out there more so, especially in this divisional matchup where he is familiar with the divisional foe, the Minnesota Vikings. So he looks very good. In week 12, when DeAndre Swift got hurt in the first half, you saw Jamal Williams in a game where Swift is playing for like a quarter and a half. You still see Jamal Williams go out there and see 20 touches on 20 opportunities at over 80 yards, saw five targets. Jamal Williams looks really good. Another guy, though, who's going to be 20 plus percent on. Then 11 game slate, an extra game than last week. Balance out the ownership a little bit, but just know he's going to have some significant ownership on him. So those are the top five running backs right there. We're about to transition now to the top five wide receivers. If you're watching this on the Clips channel, check out the top five wide receiver video that's about to come up. If you're here on the main channel rocking with me, I want to let you know about the sponsor of the program. And right now, just a quick prop that we are taking for this week, for week 13, the first props of the week in the video so far. Price picks, you know them, you love them. You're starting off December right now with a nice bankroll. Here you go. The over-under site where if you put in the code SAL, you get a free bet up to $100. Pricepicks.com, you take over-unders on stats. I have Cooper Cup for 105 receiving yards. That is 17 more than they're giving him here against this Jacksonville atrocious secondary. We take the over 88 and a half. I have Mike Evans under 60 and a half. Now, this is an interesting one. I currently have Mike Evans projected for 57 receiving yards. Now, that's a number that I don't normally jump at to take the under on. That being said, though, Price Picks is not currently projecting in Antonio Brown. If I was to project in Antonio Brown, I'd have Evans in the low 50s to upper 40s. So, the under 60 and a half we're going to take, we combine those two together. We use the code SAL for our free bet up to $100. Thanks to the lovely people over at Price Picks for loving your boy so we can give that love back to you. Free bet if you're a first-time user, up to $100. Code SAL, simple as that. Take those props. Get your free dollar whiskeys. There you go. So now we are rocking. We're rolling into the wide receivers and the five wide receivers right now, starting with number five. Now, there is a lot of good wide receiver plays. Like, I'm looking at it right here on my projections that you can find down below. Honestly, like, number five, like, another five or six or seven dudes are pretty close. Not exactly the same. I put them in a different tier, but pretty dang close. So there's a lot of great wide receiver plays per usual. Injuries later in the season, just in general value plays coming in, depending on your stacks. It'll look good. But let's start with number five right now. And there is a chance, like Daryl Henderson we talked about, there's a chance that this player does not play this week, although it's looking like he's trending to play. And that is Antonio Brown, the guy we just mentioned that can affect Mike Evans. And if you didn't see us mention that, you probably watched on the Clips channel, you didn't see the promotion. But Antonio Brown, the news is, out of Adam Schefter as of a few days ago, that Antonio Brown was told by the doctors it would be a six-week recovery, and this is heading into week now, uh, six. Well, he's at that point. He's expected to play this week is what that's saying. We'll see what the practice reports say. But Antonio Brown at $5,400, I give him a 14.4 point projection. You're looking at the highest total on the week right now at a 31-point team total. This starts to look like a great stacking opportunity. Tom Brady, right? The four rushing touchdowns last week ruins Tom Brady's upside, even though they continue to look good on offense. Now Tom Brady has a fairly priced Rob Gronkowski, who he's going to in these two high safety looks, and a very fairly priced Antonio Brown, who right now leads this team when he's actually out there with a 21% target share with 8.4 targets per game. He would maybe see a tougher matchup against AJ Terrell, who's been one of the better cornerbacks, the number three overall graded cornerback on this slate according to Pro Football Focus, only behind the likes of like Jalen Ramsey this year, is A.J. Terrell, the second-year player. So that is definitely a second-round pick, I believe. So that is definitely a scary spot to be seeing. But it, look, it's Antonio Brown. It's Tom Brady. I'm not too concerned about that. It's not going to be a shadow matchup. He might see him for 25 to 35% of the game, go into the slot for 15% of the time, and hit the other outside cornerback on the opposing side and uh, Fabian Moreau, the former, I believe, the former Las Vegas Raider. The bigger concern you should have with Antonio Brown is what you're seeing from Chris Godwin lately and Mike Evans in that the check are going to Leonard Fournette. I put out a tweet earlier this week, Rob Gronkowski and Fournette, the last two weeks when they're facing zone coverage, two high mans, the checkdowns are going to Fournette and Gronk underneath, and you're not getting as much usage for Godwin or Evans downfield, and that would be the case as well for Antonio Brown. So that is a concern, of course. 
Um, it's not a, a death sentence, though. So right now, Antonio Brown looks great. He is number one, according to Player Profiler, in hog rate. Hog rate means just your overall targets per snap. So that's fantastic. He currently ranks right now top five in target rate. The amount of routes that he's running out there, 31% of the time he's running around, he's being targeted almost a third of the time. Tom Brady loves him. This is his favorite wide receiver. Goblin's great. We'll see where he ends up next year if he's not back in Tampa Bay. Evans, you know, the whole eight straight years of 1,000 yards. We know these guys are great. He loves Antonio Brown out there. There's a reason he let him live with him, right? Lots of other great things for Antonio Brown. 24 plus DraftKings points in three out of five games. Yada, yada, yada. He looks fantastic. So he's number five. Number four is going to be another player whose status is potentially murky, but early reports seem like he's going to play. And this man is out of right now below $5,000, by the way, for a wide receiver one in an offense out of New York. And that's Sterling Shepard. I mean, Sterling Shepard has only played three full games this year. And if, do you know what Sterling Shepard has done in those three full games? I have him for 13.2 fantasy points. He's got a 20 implied team total. Not great, but every time he's been out there, the team total doesn't look good and he continues to produce. He's seen a 24% target share on 8.6 targets per game, but that 8.6 targets per game isn't accurate because he's left two games early with injury. He has left two games early. He's only played in three full games. Week one, 95% of the snaps, nine targets, goes for 27.3 fantasy points, right? Week two, he goes out there 92% of the snaps, 10 targets, goes for 17 and a half fantasy points. Then he ends up missing some weeks. He comes back, he sees 14 targets, 17 point six fantasy points he currently has nine red zone targets in what would be the equivalent based on his snap percentage of three and three quarters games so not even four games nine red zone targets daniel jones loves him in the red zone right now you have a banged up Kadarius tony it's looking like sterling shepherd is trending to play this week when he's actually out there and he's playing he's looking good he gets a matchup against the middle of the pack but trending upwards secondary right now of miami he will likely play in the slot he's been there about 60 percent of the time this year and he will get to see in the slot former detroit lion justin coleman who's allowing a 70 percent catch rate 70% of the time it's thrown his way in man coverage. It's caught against Justin Coleman, who ranks currently for this specific week as the worst cornerback in pro football focuses database for week 13. The worst graded cornerback against Sterling Shepard, who's been dominating when he's out there for right now 10 14 and nine target games for right now 18 17 and a half and 27 point games if he plays you dial him up especially if that murky status on his injuries keeps him lower on now we're about to finish up the top three receivers rate this podcast.com slash sal it takes two seconds of your time you get entered you the beautiful person out there get entered the beautiful lady the beautiful fellow the beautiful gentleman get entered into a chance to win $100 each week. Rate this podcast.com slash Sal. Not only do you get entered into this week for a chance to win, you get entered into for the remainder of the year. So another four or five weeks. So check it out. Rate this podcast.com slash Sal. Just five-star review. Something nice about the show. It really helps the show. We are now inside the top 25 in fantasy podcasts. The reviews are the things that boost you upwards. Let's see if we can somehow crack. With all those big heavy hitters, CBS, ESPN, all of them up there. Let's see if we can somehow crack. I mean, it'd be crazy to crack the top 10, but maybe the top 20. We start there and we see where we go. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the program. The number three wide receiver right now in terms of my value rankings is the most expensive wide receiver. We already took his over 88 and a half uh, receiving yards. I have him projected for over 100 yards, which means that I have him projected for the bonus, which means 100 yards plus the bonus is at least 13 fantasy points. Yes, I have at least a couple of receptions to get there. So yeah, I'm projecting him for over 20 fantasy points. 24 and a half fantasy point projection on Cooper Cup. He has the second highest team total at 30.5 on the slate and a matchup against Jacksonville's number 24 ranked secondary where he's going to have a great matchup wherever he goes. Maybe primarily the slot playing there about 60% of the time this year, but also not only the slot, but the outsides as well. In the slot, he'll primarily likely see Rudy Ford, who's allowing a 76 
seven, nearly four to five passes thrown his way to be caught this year. And oh yeah, Cooper Cup's one of the best yards after the catch receivers in the NFL. So that's great. He has five inches and 20 pounds on Rudy Ford. When he goes to the outside, he'll also have good matchups, whoever it is out there, whether it's Campbell or Lawson, who both allow over two thirds, around 70% of their passes thrown their way to be caught. There's a reason why Jacksonville stinks. There is a reason why their defense has given up 20 plus points in every single game, but one dating back to 2019. And you can expect the man who's coming into this game with the most targets per game at 11.5 on a 31% target share with a 3.24 yards per route run. You don't have to know exactly what that means. It's an efficiency metric where he ranks top three. You know how damn good Cooper Cup is. A man who's seen at least 10 targets in every game but one. Oh man, well, he didn't get one in one of those games. Yeah, in that game, he had seven catches, 115 yards and a touchdown on nine targets, 27 and a half fantasy points. He's been so damn good. He has not scored below 19 points since week five. So even though it might not be seeming like Cooper Cup's not going off, He's basically getting there every week. This past week against the Packers, he just misses the 100-yard bonus. He's gone over 100 yards in six out of 11 games, and he's just missed that 100-yard bonus by uh, on an average of six yards in four other games. So right now, that 88.5 receiving yard prop that you just saw, he has cleared that number in 10 out of 11 games this year, and this might arguably be his best matchup yet in the secondary. So yeah, smash the over 88.5 if you have not yet already on prize picks. I don't know what you were waiting for. Go use the code SAL to get a free bet up to $100. Start your month off right. What I just said, he has gone over 88 and a half yards in 10 out of 11 games and this now might be his best matchup on the entire season to do it we love that a whole lot for cooper cup yes indeed we do cooper cup right now the number three value play and we mentioned that hog rate stat for antonio brown where he led cooper cup also ranks top five in targets per snap this year looks lovely number two in targets per route this year obviously a dynamite player obviously somebody you know about just letting you know even more, he looks fantastic. The number two value play per my projections, I'm going to be honest with you, it does scare me a little bit. Last week, he was highly owned as a run back in Tampa Bay stacks. My man's name is Michael Pittman. It does scare me a little bit. I'll be honest. He projects out nicely. A lot of this is because of his target share one. He has currently on the season a 24% target share on over seven targets per game, seven and a half. Number two, his team total because of the matchup. So those two things combined, team total and matchup, a 27 and a half point team total and the matchup against Houston, who ranks 31st. That is second worst in terms of their overall secondary this year. So he'll see matchups on the outside versus Desmond King, who allows a 78% catch rate this year. Mitchell, who Mitchell's actually been solid, but Pittman has 30 pounds and five inches on him. So it's not every single week that that's happening. So Pittman has the advantage here. And Pittman himself continues to see strong usage. 91% of the snaps is top 10 in the NFL amongst wide receivers. He is not elite in any one metric, right? He's just solid. We've said this before. He's solid in a lot of places. Top 25 in air yards, top 20 in red zone targets, top 25 in deep targets this year, but he's not like top 10. He's not jumping off the screen in any one spot because this team likes to run a lot, right? He has only top six targets in a game twice since week five. So like two out of the last six, seven games, he's only top six targets twice. Last week with 10, a 40% catch rate, only four receptions. A couple weeks back, he had like 14 targets, but that's a concern. So I am a little bit worried here. The matchup, the team total, the target share, all that combined is propping him up in the projections. And also the fact that his price point for a wide receiver one on his offense with a nice team total, good matchup at 5,700 is starting to look good. Like it's versing comparing him versus like T Higgins. Higgins, same price range. Higgins, potentially the wide receiver one and his offense, a run heavy approach. They both project out kind of close for me in the 15 point range, potentially weighing who's going to come in higher on there. So Pittman, if he comes in lower on, yeah, he's a decent play because of the things I just said. If he starts to come in higher on, this is one of those plays out of these value guys I'm talking about. I can start to get away from. This could be a 35 touch on the ground day, 30 touch on the ground day for Jonathan Taylor. Pittman sees five targets. He looks decent, but 
he doesn't get there because of the volume so that's our number two value again if there's one guy to fade out of all these guys it might be Pittman depending on of course the ownership it's the biggest thing that matters now the number one wide receiver value play this week is going to be a guy who's similarly priced to Pittman I don't think comes in as highly owned because he's not as sexy of a name right he wasn't taken at the top of the second round he's not this athletic freak he's not this size speed specimen it's Hunter Renfro 16 point fantasy point projection 16.2 more than Pittman $5,800 with a 26 team implied total and a great matchup against the Washington football team secondary that has been getting a lot better lately because their defensive line even without Chase Young is getting more pressure which just naturally makes the secondary look better Fuller has been playing a lot better right so overall the guy that they ended up taking right they ended up getting him signing him he's actually starting to play better Landon Collins in the slot not playing as good but he's rotating in and out looking okay at times so still a good matchup they rank 28th overall but they're trending upwards to an extent they still allow the six most yards to the wide receiver position at 181.4 per game and it honestly is a solid matchup whether it's Landon Collins who rotates into the slot some he's allowing a 77 percent catch rate out of the slot this year whether it's a, a mixture of Fuller going into the slot and Collins they each go in there like a third of the time in these games it's still a fine matchup for who is the favorite target all season long and now even more so because of this Darren Waller injury right you don't have Henry Ruggs in the last four games without Henry Ruggs Hunter Renfro leads the team with 31 targets seven and a half targets per game during that time he has scored 18 or more DraftKings points in three out of four games you just saw him on Thanksgiving pop off for I believe a career high in yardage with like 134 yards in that game massive overall opportunities nine targets in that game 24 and a half fantasy points and now there is no Darren Waller Waller really didn't play in that game started barely but now there's a whole game without Darren Waller there's still no Henry, Henry Ruggs this is the main guy in the offense and he operates out of the slot so it's really hard to just game plan him away or ever want to game plan him away so it looks really good for him at this point he finishes a top five wide receiver last week he has 13 or more fantasy points in 64 percent of his games seven out of 11 this year only two below 11 fantasy points he is number seven in yak yards after the catch so that's good he can do it not only through accurate passes but he can get it after the catch as well like you saw last week and number seven in that stat we talked about from playerprofiler.com how great your overall targets per your snaps plate so hunter renfro michael pittman these guys up here similarly priced guys that look good are antonio brown or t higgins who didn't make the cut or brandon Ayuk, who just misses the cut or odell beckham, odell beckham jr that 5k range is loaded this week so honestly this is what i'm going to tell you right now the 5k range is loaded find the diamond in the rough the lower valued guy in my projections find him some way one way or another find that guy this week because that 5k range is going to have ownership some of these names on this list of the wide receiver position will have ownership who is it going to be is it going to be odell at 5500 is it going to be brandon cooks who let people down last week is a darnell mooney off a of back-to-back three games in a row of 20 DraftKings points back-to-back 100 yard games find that receiver who is five six seven percent owned and play him this week because he looks just as good very similarly as good to the names we just mentioned maybe it is one of those names you find that in the ownership projections down below on patreon would love to have you to start the month off appreciate you all in advance you all rock this is the top value videos the running backs the wide receivers the schmacks are all there for you right now top stacks video thursday morning friday final thoughts Saturday, that one dude, the top five leverage plays on the slate we're going to go with now. And Sunday morning, the live stream. Love you all a ton. Appreciate you. Go get that Cooper Cup prop. Been over that number in 10 out of 11 games. Now he has the best matchup he's had all season. Don't know why that's the case. Go get it. Code Sal, free $100 bet. I'll see you when I see you, gang. And I'll see you all in the next one.